Hello and welcome to All Remote Podcast. My name is Ilana. And my name is Anya. And we are your hosts. All Remote Podcast aims to give space for all remote advocates to share ideas and insights into the future of work. We believe the future of work should create equal opportunities for everyone, regardless of their location, gender, or any other category. Enjoy. Welcome to All Remote Podcast. Gilad, it's great to have you as a as a leader in the remote industry. Uh, Gilad was uh, working uh, previously at Crossover, one, one of the biggest uh, remote companies in the world, and is uh, the co-founder and CEO today of Flatworld Co., which is a great uh, platform to find a private uh, global talents and match them with uh, companies. Gilad, can you tell me more about it? Sure, sure, definitely. So uh, I guess... Everyone that is listening to this podcast right now will agree that hiring, uh, being able to hire good talent, good developers, or good talent these days is somewhere between uh, very hard and, and impossible. Right? There, there's a huge talent crunch out there and uh, it really doesn't really matter where you live, whether it's in Tel Aviv, Silicon Valley or anywhere else basically finding great talent is, is really really hard um and and i personally i my background is in engineering and i've personally always been obsessed as a hiring manager in, in building uh finding great talent and, and building high performance right uh, this, is, uh, this is something you you experienced like you were the senior vp of engineering and operation at the crossover that that was a big challenge for you to find like top talent so that's exactly the point right so before i joined crossover before i went into the remote work world where i suddenly discovered as a senior vp over there that that surprise surprise the world is full of of amazing talent right super smart people very technical very knowledgeable and it's rel- relatively easy to find it okay so the, the work at crossover uh, showed me that I can actually build hyper-performing teams or, or even hyper-performing uh, performing organizations that are fully distributed and are, are the basis for them is, is the global talent out there. And, and, and that was really an, an eye-opening experience for me. And, and that's the basis for, for Flatwork because with my own personal obsession for building high-performing teams, and, and seeing that, hey, uh, in the remote work world, that this issue of, of talent crunch, it simply doesn't exist, right? And you can build these great organizations that the idea behind Flatworld is, is to provide the, the platform that will enable hiring managers out there to build those uh, distributed hyper-performing teams by getting access to... to uh, uh, the right match to their company, right? Pre-vetted uh, developers or remote workers from all around the world, which are a good match to their company and to the remote work uh, industry in, in general. That's that's about Flatwood and that's about the learning uh, uh, from course. So uh, we can distinguish between like uh, high performance uh, individual and like in terms of skills. Uh, if we discuss uh, about IT skills, about like languages they know, or about how their quality of codes, or I'm not a technical expert, but uh, correct me if I'm wrong. So this is one thing. And about like productivity as well. Um, and my, my last question will be, like, is 
remote for everyone because you can find amazing talents everywhere that are very amazing in what they are doing and expert in what they are doing. But uh, is it linked to the productivity they will they will achieve while working remotely? Yeah, so that that's an excellent question, and and, and the, the answer is is very clear that no, not everyone are, are meant for remote work, and, and and I think we will see it now uh, with with this huge experiment, quote unquote, due to the coronavirus, right? Where uh, full businesses went to work from home. I, I don't even call it remote work. They they went into a work from home kind of uh, environment. And, and many, many uh, of, of the employees will see that they are not fit for to work from home, right? Uh, th- there are all sorts of, of personality traits uh, that actually determine whether you'll be enjoying uh, the, the work from home, right? That w- when I'm looking to do a match between a, a, a developer or a remote worker and, and, and the company, we are looking to create a win-win situation where on one end, the, the remote worker will enjoy the role that he got, right? We, we've placed him at the right company, at the right type of project and, and so on. And, and, and from the company's perspective, also we match them with, with the right talent. Uh, so uh, there, once you have a match, you have higher engagement from, from the employee side and, and longer retention. So that, that's about the matching, right? And, and when you, when, yeah, like when you say pre-vetted, like what do you mean exactly? Okay, so, so when we look at the pre-vetted talent, we start with what we call remote quality insights. First of all, we want to see if this specific remote worker is actually a good fit to be a remote worker, okay? We, we look at his personality, he takes, during the vetting process, the, the candidates take all sorts of tasks. Most of them are, are standard in the industry, technical stuff and so on. Uh, we add several other layers on top of the technical stuff because we, we are assuming beings, uh, we, we are a complicated creature, right? Uh, and, and what we are building in the system is a multidimensional image of the candidate. So we look at their cognitive abilities and their personality, and, and there's soft skill and, and language and, and so on. And we really build those uh, multidimensional representations of, of the different candidates. And, and specifically, we start with, with whether this guy is a fit for remote work. And, and we are looking for uh, candidates that are self-driven, that fall under the title of manager of one. Manager of one is like a common industry uh, a phrase that means that you know how to set up your own priorities, you know how to get unblocked, you know how to push your, uh, yourself uh, forward. You have the self-discipline, right, to, to get up in the morning, sit in front of the computer and, and, and uh, do whatever it takes to, to complete uh, uh, the tasks uh, and challenges in front of you. So looking for those uh, managers of one is, is, is probably the first thing that, that we are looking for within remote workers. Then we are looking at other trades that are related to remote work and different type of companies doing remote work, whether it's a hybrid team or a fully remote distributed team. Okay, it's, it's harder to work in a hybrid team. Uh, and, and, and for that, you need a person that is more vocal okay, that won't be intimidated to raise his hand and, and say, hey, guys, you, you left me 
in, in the dark. I'm not sure what you talked about and so on. So it, it takes a different type of person to walk and succeed. Yeah. We, we always want the high quality. We want the, the, the success stories, right? So it's a different type of quality for hybrid teams. And, and then you look at the qualities, some, 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 at the teams, some teams work in a very distributed type of manner. Not lot, no, there are not many, no many dependencies between the different team members. So that's one. And then there are other teams where you need to manage an API, quote unquote, with five or six different team members constantly that requires a different skill set for collaboration, right? Some teams are in a single time zone. Some teams are over multiple time zones. Okay, so we need to look at the uh, the ability to for synchronous communication versus asynchronous communication, right? Which is more written communication and the ability to really express yourself in writing. So it's it's definitely easy to hire a remote worker, but from my experience from crossover. It's very hard or challenging to hire the right remote worker, the, the guy that will actually join your team and, and will help you, you know, build this hyper-performing organization. And all these small tweaks of, of doing the matching, right, the, the, the right communication model, whether he's process-oriented, whether he's quality-oriented, all those insights, we call them remote quality insights, we take them from the cognitive abilities, from uh, from the personality traits, and, and and we build this this model for for the matching. So uh, you know, it, it was a, a long answer to a short question, yeah. uh, but but really the, the summary is uh, it's you know it's not about hiring a remote worker; it is about hiring the right. Great. So that you mentioned about all this uh, time zone and different talents from everywhere. Uh, don't you think that sometimes hiring people that are coming from different backgrounds, different culture, different education can affect the, the global culture of the company? And in terms of uh, communication, you also talk about uh, the right communication. Uh, sometimes in a remote team, we, we prefer to over-communicate than under-communicate. So what is exactly the right communication when people don't have the same uh, definition and the same expectation? Uh, and a different uh, way of communicating. Right, right. And that, that's an excellent question. And, and, you know, a short story about uh, my experience with multicultural environments. So uh, uh, till, I don't know, four or five years ago, I was working for, for Qualcomm, which is a large multinational uh, US-based organization. And, and my office was located here in Israel. I was a director of engineering over there. And I was constantly working with, with the U.S. and with India and, and with Asia, right? China, uh, Japan, Korea. And, and when I was working at Qualcomm, the cultural differences kind of aspect, it, it was a thing, right? We, we had to look at cultural differences all the time. When I went to Crossover as a senior VP of engineering, Crossover, it, it has more than 3,000 contractors worldwide. And when I say worldwide, I mean more than 130 different countries. But in crossover, because the framework, because the culture is built differently, I, will, I, I, experience, I experience less issues of cultural differences working with 130 different countries than I experienced it at, 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 uh, at Qualcomm before that. And, and let me explain a bit. When you go remote, okay, especially if you go fully remote, fully distributed, it's not a small thing. 
it's a thing. It means that things will change. Company culture will change. Now, maybe the definition of what is culture, uh, it, it changes, right? And, and, and this process of, of, of going remote changes your culture, changes the way you, you manage your organization, changes the way you communicate, changes are happening all, all across the board, uh, which are critical in order to build a high-performing distributed organization, right? That's why, by the way, uh, one of the reasons why many companies now in the corona, uh, corona experiment, when they move to work from home, but they copy the office environment and the work processes and the culture, they, they, they copy it to the home environment, it, they will not be able to build a, a high-performing uh, organization over there. So when you move to a remote organization, uh, the culture thing is not about the happy hours or the company events. The, the culture thing is, is about the, the core values of the company. How do you talk with each other? How do you communicate with each other? Um, how, how do you move information within the company? What, what are the standards for a high quality delivery? Okay. When, when you define culture as those core values of, of the company and, and you make them very clear and transparent to all of your employees, suddenly it doesn't really matter or doesn't matter as much whether you come from Israel, India, Russia, or, or the US, okay? Because it's, it's written, you know, uh, black over white, what is expected from you? And you should be able to adhere uh, to those expectations. That's part of being within the company. So the company culture changed. It's very focused now. And, and the essence of it needs to be crystallized so you can communicate and share it with all of your worldwide employees. Right? And, and when you start and look at multiple time zones, right? Uh, and, and by the way, that's that's not, not a must. We, when, when we look outside, we see many remote companies that choose to simplify a bit, and that's perfectly fine by limiting their hiring to a, a specific time zone, plus, minus, a couple of hours or whatever. Uh, definitely, when, when you go all around the world and you say, okay, I don't care about time zones. I, I care only about one thing, hiring the best fit, right? Hiring this amazing, uh, 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 amazing person to, to work for me or to work with me and, and they don't really care about the time zone. Then there's another phase of, of a difference, uh, another change in the culture that takes place. And that relates, of course, to the async communication and the boundaries that needs to be put in place between uh, work and life, right? Uh, Work-life balance, or should I say work-life integration is, is an amazing opportunity or amazing benefit that you get from, from remote work. But once you have uh, team members that are set all around the world, if you don't put within the culture the expectations, right? It, it's sort of the psychological contract between the different team members and, and the leadership and, 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 and the guys reporting to it. Um, if you don't put a psychological uh, contract in place of how do you approach your your teammates or team members, 
uh, when can you approach them? On, on which channels, right? Is WhatsApp a legit channel or not? Can you call them over the phone when it's 10, a, 10 p.m. their time, right? What, what are you sending over Slack or Metamost? What are you sending over email? How do you, uh, uh, where do you put your uh, more lengthy discussions, asynchronous discussions? That, that becomes another layer definitely of, of complexity of, of how do you manage the communication, but the added value is really to break loose from any kind of local restrictions, even time zone restrictions, and, and, and focusing just on, on hiring the perfect fit. So it's uh, uh, another change, but lots to gain from it. So uh, very interesting. Like, do you think that remote promotes vo- uh, work-life balance, or sometimes it's, it's the contrary that's happening? Because we have all this, uh, we are twenty-four-seven hours connected ourselves with like uh, social media, phone, but also now with our teammates spread all over the world, and also our customers spread all over the world that expect from us immediate answers. Uh, so uh, offering remote life, like a remote job, uh, facilitates work-life balance, or can go against it. So, so the answer is yes. Uh, I, I mean, it, <laughs> it, it, it's it's both, right? There, there's definitely. Let, let's start with what should be or, or what should happen. And, and as I mentioned earlier, one of the biggest benefits that, that I'm experiencing as a as a remote worker is better work life integration. Okay. So, in, in spite of me build, uh, being a, a, a senior leader in in remote organizations. Uh, my family gets to see me more than they ever did before. And the reason for that is there's no commute, right? And, and because of the flexibility, I can build my schedule in a way that fits my life or my family's life uh, in, in the most optimal manner. And, and, and during those, uh, those uh, couple of years that I've been uh, uh, leading remote organizations, I, I, I had different phases where I changed my, my schedule completely. I, I had phases where I was working four days a week, very long days, and because that you know that that's what I needed at those uh, those uh, phases. And I had other phases uh, where I was working seven days a week, but but uh, shorter days. Okay, so it, it really the, the remote work combined with the flexible type of thinking and work really enables you to, to optimize your, your schedule in life. The, the thing here or, or the issue here is, is that you, know, you need to know how to put the boundaries and you need to know what's good and, and what's not good for you from from scheduling perspective. Right? So, so definitely uh, in a case of more senior uh, remote workers, usually they will come with the maturity and the know-how how to put the boundaries in place, uh, although they need to be very aware of them. Uh, with the more junior ones, I, I do think that part of, of the, the part of the mission or the task of, of the managers and, and their bodies is to help them build the framework that separates between uh, work and life. And that that's, goes, you know, that's, that was my question. Should it come from the company? Like, and uh, should it be a general culture of the company that they should allow their uh, worker to, like their remote team to, to manage their life and their work the way they want? Or should it come from uh, the contractor? So I definitely, I definitely think it should, it should come. It's part of the company culture. 
And, and part of the company culture is, is about defining the core hours where you do expect your team members to be online and, and available to you. And, and then it's about, okay, you are flexible to complete your, your tasks in any other manner that, that matches your, your personal life or your personality, right? So some, some remote workers are, are prefer to work in the morning. Some of them are uh, prefer to wake up at 11 a.m. and then work late at night. It, it doesn't matter. So, so uh, w- when you look at remote work, it's, it's always about building the processes, expectations, measurements in order to enforce all of that and then set your set, set your uh, employees right but but you cannot set them free and provide them with the flexibility in my opinion at least before you put you put the measures in place so, so it's kind of a, it should kind of be of a conversation at the beginning like uh, the 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 remote should tell his company that he's a morning person or a late person like it should it should be building together and like at the early stage of uh, entering into the company. Right. So I, I believe that you are right. And I believe that in remote, one of the complexities, it's not really a big complexity, but one of the complexities on the team leads uh, is, is to understand that their remote workers are unique and different. They are individuals. Okay. And they might have different uh, work hours, right, or, or work habits. Again, seven days a week versus four days a week versus whatever. They need to measure them on on productivity, and they need to know per each of their teammates uh, when will he be available and when he's not available. Okay, uh, so this is definitely a, a, a dialogue, a conversation that that needs to happen. I expect the remote uh, leadership to be open to it. And to be open to provide uh, this individualized kind of uh, kind of approach to the different team members. So, do you think like when you you you're building a team of uh, of private global talent that are the good remote fit, it's 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 rising the productivity of the whole company. Definitely, definitely. So, so we we have. We have already several uh, research, formal research cases on, on productivity of, of remote workers. Uh, there's there's a, a relatively large one from China from several years ago uh, uh, that was conducted uh, by I can't remember which university, uh, but it was conducted on a company called Citri, and and they sent some of their uh, workers to work from home. And, and and we saw we saw a productivity increase over there of I believe it was twelve percent or so. And later on, when they finished the experiment and and opened the, the opportunity to work from home for the entire company and 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 let them select whether they are you know work from home remote type of guys or or they want to work from the office, there was an additional increase in in the productivity that went all the way up to plus twenty five percent. That's amazing, right? So there, there's the productivity, and productivity comes because there's no commute, right? And, and, and you have the ability to focus, to go into what we call deep work. Because in the office, there are always constant interruptions. It's, you, know, you have those pictures of everyone sitting in the open space with the noise-canceling headphones and so on. At, at the end, even if you have an office within the, the office, you still, someone will knock on your door and, and break your concentration. At home, you can completely disconnect. And, and, and that means that uh, with those deep work kind of sessions, your productivity uh, will definitely increase. 
And, and I'm not even touching on topics like absenteeism. Okay, so absenteeism drops significantly, like 40 to 50% drop in absenteeism due to sick days uh, when you have remote workers, so that's another boost in productivity. Uh, people work more hours just because they don't have the commute. So it's, it's not a lot, you know, like 20 minutes a day more or 30 minutes a day more or something like that. That's a lot when you accumulate all of that, right? Uh, and, and there's even a research showing that specifically for developers, developers that were working remotely uh, produced higher quality kind of code with, with less bugs, right? So I, I know it sounds too good to be true, but, but the research definitely support what I, you know, what I've been measuring uh, earlier at Crossover because we were really measuring the, the productivity and throughput. And I saw that these teams are, you know, they are amazing teams and, and that the research also supports those, those observations. So yeah, definitely. And what about social interaction? Yeah, that's... Uh, that's part of the. We're talking about all the good, all the good thing about remote, and uh, like I, I'm totally with you. And don't you think that uh, human needs physical uh, attention or interaction, Definitely. like social interaction, and Definitely. that virtually it's still been hard to to make it happen. Definitely, definitely a good point. So uh, when when I started working remote, the first thing I, I have a very nice home office. As, 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 I as can see. Yeah, yeah, I love yeah. it. And yeah. I love it. Gilad, Gilad is sitting in a, in a small uh, uh, wood uh, cabin. Like, uh, this is how we say it. Yeah, yeah. And it's like lovely. Yeah, yeah, I, I love it over from. here. But at the same time, it gets very lonely. If you walk from, from the cabin every day, you know, five days a week, week over week, over week. So although I have the Zoom interactions, definitely it, it gets a bit lonely. And I'm, I, I, I like people, right? So I, for, for me, I found two solutions, or, or should I say three solutions, uh, 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 in order to handle the loneliness. And by the way, loneliness is the number one issue that remote workers always raise in, in, in all, of the, all of the research that that's, uh, and, and statistics being collected, always loneliness and communication are the two first, first issues. So for me, there are two ways to handle the isolation and loneliness. First one, I rented a co-working space, okay? So uh, twice a week, I just go to my co-working space to be next to other people. Uh, none of them is working with me. It's not part of my company or anything like that. But just having other people around you already fuels me personally with some human interaction, right? Uh, uh, so that would be one. I also discovered that even going out to a coffee shop Again, with my noise canceling headset or whatever, and, and being around people does sort of a, a recharging to my, uh, uh, to my social, social battery. And, and, and on top of that, there's, there are more technical tricks or, and tips that companies are, are using in order to uh, fight the loneliness. And, and those tips and tricks, you know, they, they are pretty straightforward. It starts with having a virtual water cooler. Okay, so like a, a Zoom room that's open 24-7. And if you know you, you are taking now a coffee break and you want to have some laughs or chat with someone, you take your coffee mug and, and you go into this uh, virtual Zoom room just to talk to whoever is over there, right? Ha have a small uh, chit chat. Uh, th that would be one. There's usually also some uh, Slack channels or Metamos channels that are 
used for 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 those uh, as those uh, uh, non-formal type of uh, type of communication. Uh, these two are great. Uh, then we have applications, right? We have applications like Donut, for example, that uh, does matching of different uh, different uh, uh, remote workers from from the same company. Send, match, matches them together and sends them for like you know have a conversation, fifteen minutes conversation, get to know, talk about uh, Corona politics and and the company, whatever. Uh, so loneliness is something. It's definitely the the dark side of of remote work and and needs to be uh, handled and treated right again at the individual level as well as at the company level. You you need to know that it's out there. And you need to build the right mechanism within the company and the right mechanism for yourself as well to do the battery charging. Uh, we talk about communication tools like uh, Donuts. What about uh, tools uh, to manage uh, engineers like uh, in Crossover, for instance, when you are like the VP of engineering and operation there? Do you think like the tools that you are using uh, in a remote companies and non-remote companies are the same or we should adapt them. Sure. So um, first of all, you know, remote work, it, 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 it's not really about the tools. It, it's about the way you work. It's about the processes. Tools and, and technology are definitely the neighbors. Without the tools and technology, it's, it's somewhere, it, it's impossible to, to do remote work, right? So, so it's a neighbor, we need them. But, but more importantly than introducing a new tool every couple of days, because every couple of days there's a new remote work tool coming into the market, uh, yeah. especially these days. More importantly, you need to understand the needs, right? You need to set up the processes and then find the, the right uh, tools and automations to, to follow those, uh, uh, those work processes. So... Uh, it starts with you know the basic stuff. Yeah, every company, remote company, needs a video chat, right? You don't do audio calls; you do video calls, that's right? And and you need uh, a tool to uh, uh, to manage all the work, right? So handling tickets with being Jira or, or whatever it doesn't really matter. So yeah, we were using Jira at crossover, but it, it can be any other type of uh, of a ticketing system. And you need uh, another mechanism to, to manage the, the synchronous communication, something like, like Slack or, or Metamos to handle all of that. And then you need another mechanism to handle the async communication. Then maybe that's the only place where there's, a, you know, more, there's more need to, to invest in finding the, the right means for async communication for your company. Uh, and, and this can be Confluence pages. It can be WordPress P2s. It can be twist the twist application, different different type of applications. But before you choose and introduce a, a new tool to the company, you need to figure out the the, the why and, and the what. Yeah, what are you trying to achieve? Why are you trying to achieve this and, and not something else? And then finding the right tool it, that that's easy. That that's really easy with with, with all those tools out. So there is like two types of remote, like there is people that are going full remote and like the hybrid companies. And we mentioned that hybrid might, might be even harder to have like a half a remote and half a physical office. And one of the concerns of people that want to jump into the remote um, industry and go remote themselves is that they will have less change in terms of promotion. 
compared to the ones that are, are going to an office, to an office when, it's, when it's the case of a hybrid company. Uh, do you think it's true? Yeah, definitely. It, by, by, by nature, in a hybrid setup, there are conversations that are happening in the office and, and, and they, they can happen, you know, just random, randomly in the corridor or, or next to the coffee machine. Uh, and, and that's an issue because then, then you have knowledge or, 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 or data that is not being shared with the remote worker. And even in a, in a meeting, when, when you have a meeting and, and let's say that five or six of the team members are collocated in the same meeting room, and then the seventh one is, is a remote worker, it's harder for him. Okay, it's, it's harder. And, and to handle this, which is a bit of a headache, for sure, everyone on the team needs to be very aware of, of the effects of not sharing and, and not being fully transparent about what's going on. So everyone in a remote team should be obsessed with sharing information, documenting then, you know, the, the corridor talk that just happened uh, a few minutes ago adds to, adds to the complexity. My, my preference would always be a, a fully remote team versus a hybrid team. Uh, hybrid teams can work, but it requires everyone's uh, collaboration and to really to have the empathy, let's put it this way, to the remote worker at the other, you know, at the other end and how he, he is feeling and what he needs to achieve and whether we're providing him with all of the tools needed. I have one last, uh, more question for you. Um, we, we know that we have uh, less women in the uh, tech uh, environment and tech industry. Do you think that the remote, uh, the life balance that uh, is offering remote life, uh, as we discussed, uh, will bring more women in, uh, in tech? Definitely. Definitely. The answer is yes. So, uh, I don't know, six months ago or so, I, I, I participated in a conference that is dedicated to remote work. It's called the Nomad City. It's in the Canary Islands. And, and when I went over to Nomad City and to the conference, the first thing that, you know, that strikes is that like at least, at least 50% of the participants were females. That was amazing. That, that was great. Why? Definitely a change. And, and, and specifically to, to your point, I think that remote work enables diversity and, and inclusion in, in, in at, least a, at least a couple of layers. The first layer is the integration, right? The flexibility and the ability to, to build your own schedule. That's, that's definitely a big win uh, uh, in, in order to open the door for, for inclusion and diversity. Uh, and, and the second layer is about the hiring of remote workers. When, when you hire remote workers, uh, I, I think the norm is, is not to screen the CVs as, as a first step. Unlike normal jobs, when, when you start with screening the CVs because you don't get many CVs. In, in remote work jobs, you, you get hundreds of CVs. You simply cannot screen them. So you start with testing, what's called the top of the funnel testing in order to check the skills, right? And as a result, the first time, usually, at least at Flatworld, the first time that anyone at Flatworld, when we do a matching between a, a remote worker and a company, the, the first time we open the CV is really at the end of the funnel after we've built the full multidimensional um, uh, image of, of the candidate. And at that step, we already know if the candidate is very strong technically, 
uh, whether he has the right traits for remote, whether he has the right personality and so on. Once you have all this information and then you open the CD and you say, yeah, it's, it, it's, 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 uh, it's uh, female, it's male, he's white, he's black, he's whatever, the importance of that gets really minimized or even diminished because you know so much about this person uh, that those psychological barriers that, that you have when you open a CV before you look at the, the, at the abilities of the person, they, they, they take a, a backseat. So remote work, both because of the integration of work and life, as well as type of top of final filtering, like we are doing at Flatboard, really enables an amazing diverse, uh, diverse building a really uh, diverse company. Amazing. That's amazing. Thank you very much, uh, Gilad. It was uh, super interesting and I learned a lot personally. And uh, I encourage everyone to go to see Flatworld Co. Uh, in order to, to find their next talent. Great. Amazing. I enjoyed the conversation very much as well, Ilana. Thank you. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening to us. So if you need any talents worldwide, Gilad is your guy. <laughs>